All right, let's let's get into the fucking card. Um, So let's rewind our shit back to Wednesday because we've had a total of 20-something fights between now and to when we're we're trying to rewind the shit back to. I know you like the the foreplay. I know you like the the little fluff up a little bit. So let's get down to uh, Chase Sherman versus Ike Villanueva. That was the first fight on the Wednesday card. Uh, Did you watch this fight or no? Yeah, I actually watch this. Uh, yeah. I, all I remember from Chase Sherman is like he was he was shit. He would always just get clipped and rocked and wobbled and put out every fight. And it looks like he went on the regional scene, came back, and he looked good here. He looked crispy. He looked, definitely looked way better than Chase Sherman has looked before. I'm so. so glad that you said that because I know ninety five percent of people are going to be like, "He's right. That's correct." I can't wait to bet him next time around. I can't wait to bet against him. (laughs) All he has is he has hands and kicks, which a lot of heavyweights just don't really give a fuck about kicks. Look, his defense didn't look that great either. A a better fighter is going to watch like if you watch his regional fights between his UFC tenure, he's still getting hit. He still got rocked in some of these fights. It's just that his opponents are so shit. I don't, when, when a guy gets <laughs> loses three times in a row in the UFC, then goes out, wins three in the regional, and gets brought back, I'm not convinced. Uh, but he did look like a better version of Chase Sherman than I've seen he in the did, past. Like, I'm not going to completely shit on the yeah. guy. He looked great. Like He went out there and did what he needed to do. He uh, recognized that Ike Villanueva only really had hands and had the opportunity to knock him out. Mixed in some kicks, and he, mm-hmm. he, he pulls off. He had a couple bare-knuckle fights where one of them he lost to Joy Beltran. If you remember fucking Joy Beltran from oh. back in the day. But look, look at that. Uh Frank Tate, six and five. Jeremy May, 13 and 10. Rashawn Jackson, five and one. These are the guys that he's finishing. The two of those fighters, he stopped with uh with leg he dropped them with leg kicks and then followed up with punches. Yeah. Two of them. Okay. This guy also yeah. like knocked out by Sakai or something. Ground yeah. and pounded by Augusta Sakai. Yeah, these are bad. Lost losses. to Justin Willis. KO by Shamil Abdurrahim up before that. Mm-hmm. He beat Rashad Coulter, who's dog shit, oh, who Rashad also is, lost. He Rashad lost. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Ike Villanueva's last fight before the UFC was against Rashad Coulter and like absolutely dummied him in that fight. Yeah. He beat Roger Narvaez, if you remember that guy too. Oh, yeah, that guy, He's in the yeah. UFC. Uh, but yeah, Ike just not not the greatest fighter either, just like a brawler type of fighter. Yeah, and if he these, doesn't really have a game plan, fighters, yeah. uh, you know, great performance by Chase, but I'm really looking forward to the, the to betting against him next time around because I feel like it's going to have that like um, Ty Leal effect. Remember fucking Khalil after he beat Eric Anders? Everybody's like, yo, this guy's a new fighter. He's going to go out there and kill everybody. Fucking Neon Kutilab goes out there, wrestle fucks his ass and, and finishes It wasn't even a wrestle fuck. He just got in his face. Yeah. And it was so clear to me that Kutilaba could not keep that pace. So just be cool and cautious. And Khalil just gave up. Like, even when the the, the way the finish happened, I'm like, you could have defended yourself. Yeah. You just gave up. Like, you you quit. That's I expect the exact same thing to happen in Jay Sherman, so I'm really looking forward to his next fight. Next up was my locker that I play, which fucking like whiffed so hard. The, the, the most frustrating thing is when you watch tape on guys and then they don't go out there and do what you expect oh, them to do yeah. because they've only ever shown things that they do. And then he goes out there and tries to strike with Brian Keller and gets knocked the fuck out. I'm talking about Hunter Azure. That he one was really doing well hurt. until he got knocked the fuck yeah. out, but it did seem like Keller... W- the toughness started to come into play. Azor started to slow down a bit, and then Keller was starting to clip him, and then he just fucking put his ass out. Keller like has hands. Hook. I'll give him that. He has a nasty guillotine choke, which I wasn't but expecting him to. He's also got bad defense. Yeah, he gets hit a lot too. Gets hit easily. He's just tough. I'm I'm really hoping that they actually put the uh, the O'Malley fight because he called out O'Malley after that card. 
That's not a bad fight for O'Malley to come like that's kind of come fight. back to, right? Like that's just probably an easy fight for for O'Malley. Yeah, if, if he looks the way he looked in his last fight, and he can keep up that and pace the range that he's going to have in terms of advantage here too. His kicks and are really O'Malley is so fast, like he yeah. he he clips you and gets right out of the way, and he's got that length. So I don't know what it is about Brian Kelleher, but he just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> I get it. Sure, he's great. You know what I mean, like Sergio Moraes, another guy. Sure, they're great people, but they just rub me Fuck, the wrong Sergio way. Sergio Moraes just pisses me <laughs> off. Dude. Fuck that guy. He is uh, annoying. Omar Morales versus Gabriel Benitez. Uh, I this had the under two and a half in this fight. I thought somebody was going to get knocked out, but Morales did a good job fun of fight, staying on constant Benitez. strike up battle. Yeah. Um, not much to say about it. It was just a fun fight. It was a good, was a good fight. Um, that nasty cut on Benitez's shin off of a leg check. Ugh, yeah, yeah. That was disgusting. Uh, kudos to him for actually pulling out another 10 minutes after uh, sustaining, that uh, sustaining that injury. So Jari Banks versus Sarah Morass. Uh, I expected a little bit more uh, you know, resistance from Morass here. Really? But yeah. Sajara... You know, I, I, like looking at this fight on paper, it just seemed like a clear cut unanimous decision, Eubanks. Like even before the fight was announced, I probably could have given you those scores. Uh, it's it, what the, the issue with Eubanks though is she's shown issues with her gas tank in the third rounds before. And with Sarah Mirage, she's more of like a zombie always coming but forward type of thing. One thing though, Eubanks generally shows uh, cardio issues at 125, I believe. Like right now, she's back up to bantamweight. She had all those weight cut issues. Sermaras is a slightly, like, she's a thick bantamweight too. So if she was actually able to implement a little bit of her jujitsu and mm-hmm. her weight on Sajar, she probably could have gassed her out that way too. But yeah, Eubanks just looked great right off the bat. Uh, and she gets the 30 27 around there. Don't really give a fuck about her. And this is probably a one. Actually, no, wait. It's probably not a one-off for her. She's probably going to stick around at bantamweight now because no, she yeah, this is like always had those one twenty-five, one twenty-five, where she's probably never going to make weight there again. No, uh, but she still seems like a small bantamweight, eh? Like, like she doesn't yeah. seem like she, she's going to be like. Imagine her against like Holly Holm or something. Right? I mean, yeah, Holly Holm's way too big. Jermaine Duran, she'll never another get one. that fight. So she won't be top five. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, Tiago Moises versus Michael Johnson. I was so bummed that I was like this close to betting the under two and a half here, plus one eighty. Either Michael Johnson by KO or Moises by KO or a submission. And what happens? He gets the easiest fucking submission you can get is a heel hook. What a what a what a fall from get. Like, not, I'm not calling. I'm not calling Tiago Moises complete dog shit or anything. He's he's decent. He's a really good fighter. He's still coming into his own. Very young fighter too. But Michael Johnson. Okay. Can you, what if I told you five years ago that Michael Johnson's record is going to be 19 and 16 five years later? You, do you know why I would actually believe it? This fight was just more of the story of Michael Johnson. Looks like a fucking animal in the first round. He's clearly piecing him up. He's got that great boxing, good athletically. Then a guy dives at him for a takedown and he gets submitted. Or like Darren Elkins dummied him and then he just gets his back taken and choked out. It's like Stevie Ray. Remember the end of the Stevie Ray fight? The last like minute and a half, two minutes, Stevie Ray got him down somehow and then just had his back the entire time, was close to finishing him, couldn't finish him, obviously stole that fight, yeah. uh, got a majority decision, meaning that probably one judge had it a draw or the something. The Josh Emmett fight, he was winning the entire fight the until he got blasted. Thing, bro, the funny thing about the Josh Emmett fight, I was watching the tape on that, and literally 15 seconds before, you can hear the the coach, his coach in the background yelling, stay sharp, Michael, stay sharp. 15 seconds there, Boom. That was and one of the crazier knockouts, too. So, you look at this three-fight losing streak, those could all easily be wins. Yeah. All of them. Now, scroll down. Even when you look at his record, he's got one of the weirdest records. He has losses to names that he shouldn't have losses to, Elkins. but then he's got wins over some big names. Like, the Darren Elkins fight, he was winning that fight. Justin Gaethje, he was actually winning that fight and hurt Justin Gaethje a couple of times before yeah. he got uh, swarmed. Khabib, 
I mean, he clipped him a bit on the feet, but he got owned. Uh, he's not a good grappler, whatever. Poirier. The Nate, okay, the Benil fight was a robbery. He won that fight. The Nate fight, even. Michael Johnson just got sucked into Nate's game for round two and three, but he won round one. He looked like if, if, if he just fought a little smarter, he could have easily won that fight. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me that out of this entire run, his best win is a knockout over Dustin Poirier because look at where they both are now. Well, it it's didn't like, what the fuck? see it didn't get to the second round, which is where he normally yeah. starts to change his game. Poirier right? stood there, get, and let him get box them it. out in that first round, and it's good. But he has a win over Barboza five years Barboza. ago, which is crazy. Melvin yeah. Gillard before that, Gleason Tebow before that, Joe Lowe's on Hazel Madadi that he lost. So that one was weird. He as was fuck. winning that fight too. Yeah. Look. Big story of Michael Johnson's career. He either loses a bad decision or he loses a fight where he just kind of mentally lapses and stops performing. Like he could easily be top five in featherweight or lightweight. What's, He's what's his UFC record? Skill-wise, yeah. he should be a top guy. He just needs Before. to show up his fucking... He seems to have these mental lapses when people get him down. Like, he's, like, worried. Like, oh, fuck. This is, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And then he just gets subbed. Or- he's 11 and 12 in the UFC. That's crazy. For a top-tier fighter. Slow salt. Exactly, yeah. A guy that we expected to be in, like, the top 10, top 5. But he is a top especially. fighter. Michael Johnson yeah. reminds me of Jeremy Stevens in that sense. He's a tough fight for anybody, but... And you could be a really top tier fighter and lose to him, or you could just be like I don't a guy no fight. one's heard of him. That's a fight that's never happened, right? There you go, Jeremy Johnson. Stevens versus Michael Johnson. <laughs> fucking making making fights on the on the go here. Um, yeah, unfortunate loss for him. Big one for Tiago Moises. That's a guy that I kind of have was it a little potential. <laughs> Just, just he. It's a, you a name. Michael Johnson it's after getting beat up for a bit. It's Isn't kind of a, a it's win? kind of a name though. Name wise, fine, but what Look, the he fuck? lost to Benil Darius uh, uh, in his UFC debut. That's not you know that's no, that's a good, that's, that's a fine. That's There's a solid. Wrong with uh, that, yeah. Beats Kurt Holabaugh, which he should. Demir Ismagulov is. Yeah, I looked at this Demir guy's record because I bro, wanted to see like. How bad of a loss is no, this? That guy's good. like 18 and 0 or something. He's good. He's like some monster. 19 and 1. Okay, he's yeah. He's so good. Ridiculous dude, record. what a, like, watch one of his fights, dude. His okay. striking is on point. All right, so we can't fault him for that. No, no, no. Us. Demir is going to be like a top five fighter for sure. It's unfortunate that he had, like, this whole COVID thing is going on and kind of stunting his growth. Did he have a fight scheduled? No, he does not. He didn't have his fight scheduled. But yeah, he's 29. He's fucking, yeah. I'm really looking forward to him going back into the UFC. Um, what do we got next? Um, fuck Tiago Moises. Andre Arlovski versus Philippe Lenz. A lot of people seem to think that Lenz won this fight. I haven't gone back and watched it yet. Yeah, neither But there's I. two 30-27s for Andre Arlovski. One 29-28. When I was studying for this fight, my issue with Philippe Lenz was the fact that he's very... He's, he sometimes is over-calculated, where he's just waiting too much, oh, waiting too much, and then he up. finally fucking throws, right? He has power when he throws, but he just waits way too much. Andre Arlovsky is always moving, always throwing shit out there. So I could definitely see an instance where he could come out with a victory. Again, I got to watch it again. I haven't completely scored it correctly. Um, but yeah, it was more so Arlovsky's movement, in my opinion, that would have got him the victory here. And his output compared to Philippe Lenz continuously waiting. I thought the best bet here was the over two and a half. Like... Nine out of ten of last, uh, Arlovsky's last ten I fights have gone to a, a As decision. a heavyweight, why is he always Especially going to with their narrative that he came into the UFC, back into the UFC with a iffy chin, right? He did get knocked out a couple a couple times in the UFC. That was the story right? in 2011 on Arlovsky's chin. We're nine years later. And he's still doing it. And not only thing. is he still doing it, but he's not getting okay. put out. Put out by Rosenstrike two fights ago. Put out by Francis Ngannou three years ago. Got rear naked choke, got TKO'd by Overeem. 
got TKO'd by Miocic. So, okay, in 2016, remember that run that he had, though, when he came back to the UFC? So he lost to Anthony Johnson, WSOF2 in 2013, and then beat Kyle, beat some fucking Greek guy, beat Shaw, beat Bigfoot, he beat Travis beat Brown. Brendan Schaub. Beat Let's be real. <laughs> beat Frank he Mir. lost that fight. Six in a row to go up and no, fight No, not Stipe. six in a row, five and one. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, yeah, I'm pretty certain that was the fight uh, before Stipe fought for the title. Yeah, it was. That was right. Stipe, Stipe got the title shot. So could you imagine if Arlovsky actually went out there and beat? Yeah, he would. He would have gotten a title shot in yeah, he 2016. Probably would have got crushed. But Verdum, though. Oh yeah, he could have outpointed Verdum. Jeez. Could you imagine right. if we had Andre Arlovsky as a heavyweight champion in 2017 or something? 2016. Geez. Holy fuck, we were that close. But Stipe Miocic actually put a, a stamp on that fight. But look at the stretch of guys that he beat, though, right? Schaub, okay, whatever. At the time, the Travis-Brown fight was big because Brown was like still a top-tier heavyweight and was a heavy favorite. Oh, yeah, you remember that? was a that? crazy fight, dude. Yeah. That was one and of the... I need to watch was that a one big again. underdog. He was like a two-and-a-half-to-one underdog. Well, he was uh, Brown was just coming off that Verdum loss and the Schaub win. So yeah, 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 exactly. Not bad. He, Not was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was still Where top tier. Where Doom was a monster back then. Yeah, so. yeah, big. Yeah, crazy to think where Arlovsky could have been uh, had he actually beaten Stipe at that point. But yeah, he comes out there, beats a PFL champion. Philippines uh, actually won the million dollar thing the the year before. So he's you know I think he just wants to come into the UFC, try to see if he can expand his. Potential and earnings. If, I, if, I, if I'm in PFL and I win a tournament, I'm just going to keep re-entering that fucking tournament, winning a million. That could, but but you got to think that some of these fighters are like, okay, I think if I can win this, I could probably go to the UFC, become a champion, and then make even more than just a million dollars. Man, winning a PFL one million dollar tournament versus becoming a UFC champion way harder. That's oh, of night course, and day. easy. Yeah. But but think about the the confidence and belief some of these yeah, have. That's fair these guys have after winning a tournament, right? But so, if it's just about the money. Just, just stay in PFL. But I guess yeah. If but you want to again, if, if you want to scratch money, UFC. that competitive itch, though, you got to go to the UFC. There's a competitive itch, but there's also the the financial possibilities that are there too. And yeah, if you make it, if to you the make top, it, yeah, if you, make you it. can hold that. Like yeah, yeah Overeem making 800k a fight to fucking fight guys like mid tier heavyweights. That's exactly. amazing. It's a Way possibility. Than PFL, yeah. Uh, Ricky Simone versus Ray Borg. Another fight. I we probably should have done a deciding splits on this, but yeah, right. a lot of people thought that Ricky Simone won this fight, and I'm I'm okay no, with that. Borg. Well, I, I think pretty much all the scores I saw out there were for Simone, um, but I didn't see as much of an outcry for Borg. Here's the funny thing. I wasn't watching it too intently to score it, but to me, it felt like Simone was pressing with the grappling, getting in his face, but Borg was landing cleaner. So I was kind of like when the decision got announced, I was like, oh, that's a bad decision. But then when I went online, I saw pretty much everyone scored it for Simone. So I'm like, okay, maybe I just, I, I didn't watch it properly. And there was wrong. definitely not as big of an outcry for Borg as there has been for Hill. Yeah, and I, th- I, shit. I thought there was going to be like, oh, Borg got screwed, but nope. All right, cool. Uh, maybe we should rewatch that at some point. But De- yeah. Decent win for Ricky Simone there. Um, oh, dude, this, okay, this next fight. Yeah, Drew Dober versus Alexander Hernandez. Okay, man. I made one bet on this fight card and it ended up being fucking Anthony Smith over Glover. And this was the one I really wanted to like. This was the one where I was like, man, I really like Dober at minus 120 over Hennett. And I didn't pull the trigger. And then he goes in and does exactly what I thought. I I thought he's going to win the striking. He's going to get in his face and clip him. I didn't think he was going to finish him like that. Mm -hmm. But 
I was like, fuck, man. You almost you could almost call that fight out right before it started. Dober- a, lot of, a lot of people are calling recency bias on Drew Dober as to why the betting line was so close because he went out there and dusted a minus 300 favorite against well, Nasrallah. He's, he's actually been looking good. He's though. looking great. His hands are even, looking a lot even good. Even the too. fight he lost to Darius, he was beating the shit out of Darius yeah, yeah, until yeah. Darius got him down. People don't remember that. He was actually about to finish Darius. Darius got he, dropped. He heard him. And he like flopped to his back and guard or something, right? It, it, yeah. It, he was when I watched the back, it didn't look as bad as I initially okay, had thought. But he, he yeah. got he was getting he, fucked he def- up. He definitely was winning that fight before he got finished there. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and then Hernandez is most famously known for fucking dusting Benio Darius and his his career just been yeah. And the thing then. is, with the odds that close, I was like, Hernandez should be on a two fight losing streak. He lost to Cerrone, he got a gift against Trinaldo. Yeah, and now he's getting a similar fighter to Trinaldo, except Dober's more in your face. Yeah, and he's only like he's like a slight my favorite. only concern here for her, uh, Dober was if Hernandez was able to like grapple fuck him. yeah grab him down and that, that's the funny thing about Dober too is though he he was a striker coming into the UFC turned into a grappler because most of his fights that he started winning after that was by taking these people down and grinding them out and then he started to believe in his hands again and now he's, and now he's like again. knocking people now out he's getting like, better I didn't think Hernandez would hold him down the uh, Dober's been getting way better at that so. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he pulled out the victory. I picked yeah, him to win here. So I, w- I wish I actually bet him in there I too. I know, man. Um, ben Rothwell versus OSP. Very weird fight. Didn't pay the closest of attention to this fight either. Um, it was boring, dude. OSP just fucking... What a frustrating guy to watch. He does yeah. nothing all his fights. And he still gasses somehow. Uh, like, I feel like this doesn't have many repercussions for the heavyweight division yeah, after this fight. This is you know a fight I mean? where it's like the loser doesn't move go up the winner doesn't go up nobody yeah. gives a fuck like, like it's it kind of like it's kind of like lewis and latifi right it happened who gives a shit yeah let's move on <laughs> get him a paycheck let's move him back on get osp back down to 205 uh and then the main event this one was this one was a little bit harder to watch uh than i had initially expected glover going out there and doing old man shit dude I remember i told going into this fight on paper there was absolutely no reason anthony smith should lose this fight he's coming off a win off of gus glover Always the slower fighter on the feet. He's yeah. always slower with his hands. He's always getting tagged. He uses his toughness to tough it out and then eventually get guys to the ground and fuck them up on the ground. Oh, I didn't think he was going to get Smith down as long as Smith was you know, doing what he needed to do. And then on the feet, I didn't think it would be close, which was correct until about, I don't know, the end of the second round. Because Smith decided, I'm just going to never stop throwing for eight minutes. Let's see how that works yeah. out for me in a 25-minute fight. Like, what the fuck was that? That was some of the dumbest fighting I've seen. Smith, yeah, very questionable fight IQ coming into the fight. and Incredibly uh, terrible. Weird, weird, thinking that he's going to get Glover out of there quickly. Um, he's never been a notorious like round winner, though. Like He always goes out there and kind of out-cardios his opponent and then eventually no, finishes he, them. No, he generally does like nothing for the first two rounds and then just finishes the guys in the third. Like, you, you can't expect him to go out there and win a decision. He's like, listless. you got to think that he's going to go out there and finish his opponents. Yeah. We, like, the, the, I don't know but what was the last changed, time. Though. I don't, I don't the remember the last time he saw like the that. gust fight. That's what I mean. When was the last time you saw the gust fight in terms of uh, how he actually got that finish? That was such a weird finish. The finish, fine. But even before that, he was winning the fight. I think it was up 2-1. And I don't was, recall how was, I scored that he fight. He was pressing well, but he wasn't throwing all that crazy kind of... He was getting in Gus's face, throwing... He fought well. This fight, he went back to the old Anthony Smith, kind of. Well, not really in the sense of, like, he made the, a different mistake, but... He his fights are either... Again. Outside of the John Jones fight, a lot of his fights are finished or get finished, right? Yeah, that's... Look, in... What is that? 48 matches, he's only got a decision four times. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, fair enough, but... 
like it's disappointing in that he should have won. Like you don't leave the Glover fight thinking Glover was the better fighter. You think he just toughed it out and then fucked him up. I, I that's what's disappointing about that. Like Glover's. How like, the fuck do you beat Alexander Gustafson and then come back and lose to Glover? What? Yeah. The forty-one-year-old Glover Teixeira. Come on, man. Anthony Smith should not be losing that fight. So for me, I didn't think it was super impressive by Glover because it's just Glover doing what Glover fucking does. This is what Glover does. You you kind of got to be impressed with that. He's able to go into the fifth round still. I, 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 and I have I, the de- well, yeah, it's what the stupid uh, stupid game plan of Anthony Smith. Obviously, he's if, make if it you because by the time the third round hit, Anthony Smith was a zombie. Yeah. That fight should have probably been stopped way sooner. He was literally doing like walking backwards to the cage and then staying stationary. That's not impressive to me by Glover. Glover toughed it out, but up until that uh, seven or eight minute mark, he was getting he was getting hit more. He was definitely losing. He was but so it, slow. Like he's always going to be the slower fighter. Yeah, going he was in, there, in the right? fight. Yeah, so obviously he's going to keep getting hit. But yeah, but like Smith just kept throwing, and nothing he threw was even going to knock out Glover. So you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, what do you, what's wrong with your pace here? Then he I'd say to I'd out. say Carl Roberson and Ian uh, Kutilaba are much more power hitters than Anthony Smith. So I, I'm not sure what. I'm yeah, sure Smith. Hitters. I'm yeah. sure Smith was like, okay, I saw them rock him. Maybe I'll be able to rock him too, and I actually finish him compared to those guys who weren't able to. But he wasn't throwing like crazy power strikes. He was just doing that volume striking, yeah. but he just wouldn't stop throwing. And you're like, this is not looking good. Even DC was like, dude, his corner won't shut the fuck up, and yeah. he keeps responding to them. And like, this doesn't look like a good pace. Like DC was calling it out. So this fight to me. It didn't elevate Glover. It just really hurt Anthony Smith's stock. Well, you got to think that it's elevated Glover in terms of the rankings. Yes, 100%. (laughs) This gets him closer to a title shot. are you coming out of this fight going, wow, this is an amazing resurgence for Glover Teixeira. He looked better than ever. No, he he looked like fucking Glover Teixeira, man. What's that? Five, four straight now for him. That's crazy. Yeah, which Uh, is impressive. But but he he just looked like Glover. Yeah. Nothing, nothing more impressive than that. He just looked like regular, regular old Glover. And Anthony Smith, at this point in his career, should have easily won this fight. I think with uh, Anthony Smith, it's it's heavily perfect time, perfect place in terms of his run at light heavyweight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, that's that's you come sure. into light heavyweight in June 2018, beat Rashad Evans, beat Shogun Hua, beat Volkan Ozdemir, who had just come off a uh, title Look, fight, I believe it was. The Volkan fight was decent. But for sure, beating Gus the way he did, uh, that was when I was like, okay, this guy actually is top tier skill wise. And I still believe that. But his problem is his mental. (laughs) I don't know, man. I want to see his next fight, who he does come back against. When you look at him skill wise, it's all there. His mental is clearly not there. Like his IQ, he he has this thing in fights where he just does nothing and then suddenly wakes up. There's a big mental problem going on there. He needs to fucking fix but it. But it's crazy to think he's that he's got the 48 skills. fights into his career and he still hasn't been, been able to really figure problem. it out. That's a huge problem. He's got the skills, man. If you beat Gus and finish him like that, mm-hmm. there, who else beats Gus? Like most of those, like that that seven fight streak that he had there where he beats Mutapcic, uh, Andrew Sanchez is a notorious gasser, which is why he beat him in the third round. Hector Lombard, another notorious gasser, he gets finished in the third round. Tiago Santos loses that fight. And then the next three fights, Chinny, Chinny, and then Volkan Ozdemir, who gasses out after he's not able to finish Anthony Smith earlier in the fight, right? I Again, wasn't... perfect time, perfect place for Anthony Smith. I don't know if he's going to get back to like, like title shot. Yeah, I Ways. doubt it. After a, just the way you looked and the the beating you took, that was just losing horrible. teeth and shit. It's a bad look. I was a believer in Smith after the Gus fight. Yeah. To tell you the truth, I, I wasn't really a believer before that. Like you said, didn't look like he was that much improved. It was just good that he moved up to light heavyweight, which was mm-hmm. thin at the time. But 
That was a bad performance to me. I'm really sour on him after that. In terms of the rankings now, do they they have an update, right? Yeah. They, uh, they I don't take what, their sweet fucking Did they at least time. put when they've last updated it? Last updated, Monday, May 11th. So this uh, this hasn't even been updated no. since the since the Glover fight. Um, so Glover finds himself, well, Anthony Smith was number four, Glover's number eight. You think that he's going to probably jump up to number four now? Because Corey I, Anderson's I would, coming no, off the last I would, two. I would think Corey moves up to four and Glover Actually, takes yeah, the Actually, yeah, Corey does spot. have a victory over him too. And then you, Smith goes down to probably like six, right above Vulcan. There's so many unknowns now in the light heavyweight division because yeah, Jones is fucking around talking about going to two, or 265, you know, heavyweight. Uh, you know, you yeah, can easily Jones make an argument that it fight. should be Reyes Jones too. Coming it should up be. Skill-wise, it, it definitely should be that at light heavyweight. But it looks more and more likely that we're just going to get Jones and Ganu. I mean, and Ganu ain't got shit to do with heavyweight. <laughs> I don't. 100%. If you're Francis, you're happy about that. Of course, I don't right? 100% Francis, believe it's going like, to happen. Though. Fuck yeah, money, bro. I, I, I'm not 100% sold on that happening yet. I don't know. I, I think I, it's more so sold right now because yeah. I think Jones is throwing, you know, throwing gas on the flames because yeah. he wants that paycheck and he wants yeah. a big fight. But but the he also thing, wants the UFC yeah. to pay up. The main thing during this whole th- like uh, interaction between them is money. The he, bag. Jones even said he's like talking about. He's like, I'll fight Reyes, but. If I'm not going to get more money to do it, then I'm just going to fight the next in line, which is Yan. Yeah. And I get it. And for fuck's sakes, when we're talking about John Jones, no one can accuse him of being scared of anybody. No, or no. running. Shut so, up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you totally believe him when he says that. So, in terms of where Glover is asserted, asserted into this now, you got to think his next fight is either Reyes, Jan Blahovich, or Tiago Santos. Right. And then one yeah, of those yeah, three is probably yeah. going to no, fight John was, Jones next. Uh, I was thinking Yan. I, I, would, yeah. I would think for sure you would do Yan and Glover if Yan's not going to get the title shot, which he shouldn't. It should be Jones versus Reyes or Jones versus Ngannou. Like, those are the only two Jones fights I think they should make. The, they could probably get away with booking Yan Jones as well, too. They could. I just don't think they should. But here's the thing. Glover either fights Yan or Dominic, depending on which one's not Absolutely. taken. Yeah, I yeah, think no, that's I the fight to make. Yeah. Four fight winning streak. Uh, you know, you've asserted yourself in the top five-ish by now. By now. Yeah. Uh, those are the next two matchups that make sense. There aren't many other guys that have like a legitimate win streak in this division, right? That's light heavyweight for you at all How times. crazy is that? You get fucking <laughs> two wins and you're in a title title fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I w- that's what I would like to see. And Tiago Santos should be ready to come back. Who the fuck is this guy going to fight? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, he's, he's ready. been for so long, yeah. Last year, it was Last a year. Last July, I think. And Tiago right? Santos is a guy who likes to fight every three months, too. So he's probably itching to get back in there. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Fuck this division right now. It's boring anyway. All right, let's move on to the Saturday card real quick. Um, let me get that. Overeem versus Harris. Uh, we'll start off at the bottom of the card. So this happened two days ago now. Fuck, I can't believe it's already been that long. Yesterday, I flew the fuck by. But uh, Rodrigo Nascimento versus Dante Mays. We didn't really get to see that fight. Whoever but, those guys are. <laughs> Both actually Nascimento debuting Dante Mays coming off that surrogate loss. Uh, good one for Nascimento. You know, obviously get the fight to the ground, get the smear, submission. <laughs> um, that's what he needed to do. I'm surprised <laughs> he even made it to the second round. Um, Courtney Casey Just versus uh, Barella. Good submission victory for her there. Plus 600, I think it was, on Courtney Casey to win inside the distance. So big submission victory there for her. Um, doesn't do too much for the flyweight division. Don't really give a fuck about those two fighters. Courtney Casey is always going to be one of those up and down fighters. Uh, Barella, she she seemed to have turned a little bit of a corner with that Taylor Santos win. You know, after that, she loses to Lauren Murphy. Doesn't look the best. Uh, 
next up, Nate Landwehr versus Darren Elkins. This was a crazy fucking fight. Yeah, um, it was fun. Darren a lot Elkins of people. Yeah, a lot of people are saying well, not a lot of people, but I have seen right. the argument out there that people the are thinking Elkins, Elkins won. Right? won I heard a lot of superficial. I don't know. I gotta watch that fight again to to really know. But uh, I didn't see a huge. Uh, issue with it. Apparently, from what um, I saw, it looked like Landro was landing the better shots. Apparently, the fact that Nate got a thirty twenty seven times two was ridiculous because apparently, like round one or something was so obviously Elkins, and they're like, mm-hmm. "How the fuck do you score that for him?" So yeah, uh, that is interesting. I love Nate, I didn't man. I I I can't wait for you to continue seeing more of this guy. Like he's such a weirdo, right. such a funny fucking guy. The, the train <laughs> fucking kills me. Uh, Giga Chikadze versus Erwin Rivera. Good one for Chikadze, obviously. Super late notice for Erwin Rivera to take that fight. Uh, if most people don't know, Rivera was the Titan FC bantamweight champion before coming over to the UFC. So I'm sure his next fight will be down at 135. And you can definitely see the size difference if you remember that fight. He was giving up a six-inch height advantage look, to Giga Chikadze. And Chikadze is a slightly a, a taller uh, featherweight than normal, but still, it just looked crazy. Uh, so good one for him there. Kevin Holland versus Anthony Hernandez. Starched him. 39 seconds. I knew this fight was going to be good for as long as it lasted. Uh, hit that under two and a half. I don't know why the fuck people are thinking that should have been lined at two and a half. But either way, good win for Kevin Holland. I thought Anthony Hernandez was going to come out there and win. But something with his body, man. Like I'm pretty sure it was a knee that initially hurt him to the body. And then Holland just followed up. Swarmed him. Um, but even the the fight that Hernandez lost before that. Uh, before, the, the fight before this, he beat some Korean guy. The fight before that, he lost to Marcus Perez. Uh, if you remember that guy, but uh, Marcus Perez landed a beautiful liver kick, hurt him, and then eventually worked and got a dart stroke. So it's like the body, he's kind of like a Matt Brown, where he's like, he just keeps getting hurt to the body, which is weird as fuck. But a uh, big one for Kevin Holland there. He needed to bounce back. Uh, Miguel Beza trying to make a stand for himself against Matt Brown. This is a fun back looked, and forth. Yeah, looked very tough at the beginning there. They actually won, oh, Beza won performance of the night. But yeah, it looked a little bit sketchy there for Beza beginning uh, due to the fact that Matt Brown was continuously coming forward, landing some good shots. Rocked Beza a little bit, but Beza was able to pull through. Got a quick finish in that second round, uh, 18 seconds into that. Uh, any thoughts on Beza? Like, like, no, he looks good. He looks he, crisp. He's young. Needs to shore up a couple of like you know defensive, defensive holes, issues. But yeah. outside of that, tons of promise. Looks His striking like looked really be, good. Yeah, he it could be really a blew my mind that like Matt Brown went from plus one eighty to plus one hundred five yeah, in the matter of a couple hours, just because like people well, are completely I mean, running off to the, 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 the young it, guy here. The story of Matt Brown is what he does to the young up and comers. Like he's that test, and most people fail the test. Yeah, so he I gave uh, Wonder Boy his first loss. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did that. He's, yeah, he's, he's beating some guys, but you gotta think like his last couple wins have been a couple. Ske- and he's old, kind of sketchy. And, you know what yeah, I mean? especially hurt the- to the body by Diego Sanchez, and then you know a tougher fight against Ben Saunders than he it got, should have been. Bro, he got finished by Jake Ellenberger. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> Poor Matt Brown. Uh, so you know, it's a, a little bit of a a little bit of a backtrack for Matt Brown here. Uh, it's probably just for the money now. Like, do they even have the salaries that came out for this? No, Matt Brown doesn't fight no. for the money. Matt Brown fights because he's a fucking savage and he likes fighting, dude. But he like retired, then came back. He retired because of the concussion issues from the cowboy fight. Mm. And then I guess he was feeling a little better. But he's just doing it for fun. This is not Stop true. calling fucking retirements. I'm so tired of that shit. <laughs> just say that I'm taking a hiatus. I'm okay with a hiatus. Don't call it a retirement. All right. Uh, first round of the main card, Song Yudong versus Marlon Vera. We went, we went over the decision. So if you guys want to know about the decision and how we thought about it or what we thought about it, check out the deciding splits. But uh, good one for Yudong. 
and getting a, a veteran name like Marin Vera under his name or under his belt. Even though this fight happened at featherweight, everybody knows this will it's a probably you know affect the bantamweight rankings, which is good for him. Um, I, I like Yudong. The only thing he really needs really needs to shore up is his cardio. Like he throws with heat. You know, he he's an entertaining fighter. His skills are all there. His skills are all there. He's this is his twenty maybe second fight now at twenty one years old or yeah. twenty two years old. He Fucking should get crazy. better at getting back up off the ground from his stamen fight. Yeah. And then his maybe his cardio a bit, yeah. his pacing issues. But those are two things that he can easily shore up. And he's at alpha male, which is the right exactly. thing to shore up those types of holes. So uh, he's took the words out of my right? fucking mouth, dude. <laughs> exactly. Um Christoph Jocko versus Eric Anders. Uh, good one for Jotko. Didn't seem like there's a huge outcry in terms of Anders uh, winning that fight. Um, we thought it was super close when the judges' scorecards were being read. No, for me, while watching that fight, I thought Jocko definitely won. I was oh. just worried that the judges would look at that forward pressure of Anders and think that he was doing better than he was. Because while I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, Jocko's clearly winning this, but I could see bad judging swaying it. So I was worried about that, but... No worries. Put the rest. They all gave it to Jocko, it's, which it's I thought so, was the right call. It's so tough to uh, back Eric Anders when all you're really hoping for is him to like knock out his opponent. Yeah, like that's kind of his path to victory in most of his fights, right? Like he's not that decision fighter that goes out there and outpoints his no. opponents. And his like, skill seems to have just peaked. Like, yeah, he's not getting any better. Like the Mio- Machida fight was probably like the peak of his career at this point. It's crazy that he even got that fight. A main event against fucking Leo Machida. He, he arguably won it. Like a lot of people felt he won it. It's a close fucking fight, but like it was a split for Machida. That was his third fight in the UFC. He got a headlining spot. All he beat was Rafael Natal and Marcus Perez. Then he kind of like laid an egg against all these other guys. He almost lost that fight against Tim Williams. Tim Williams was doing very good against him, and then he finally finished him he with like eighteen seconds sh- left. He probably should have got the nod against Elias because Elias like kind of just held him. Yeah. For two rounds, and then the one round that he won, he really hurt Elias and had him on wobbly legs. So, yeah, the the Mirshard fight was a, a questionable decision as well. Too. Questionable. And then that was like hundred percent Gerald. <laughs> Gerald won that fight. And then uh, the Mohea fight that was easy for him to just go it in and dust though. that guy. Because after that fight, Gerald went in as, as an underdog dog. against Win, and we're all like, so uh, dumb. I don't know about this. So dumb. <laughs> Uh, Danny Gay versus Barboza. This is another one where we did a deciding split. So if you guys want to know how we felt about that, go check that video out. Uh, but good one for Danny Gay here. Yeah, I this is a solid win, a solid name to get under yeah. his belt. I've been watching Danny Gay now for about the last like three, four fights closely, and I like his little rise. And his, I, I was, I was pulling for him. I, 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 this was a good name for him to get on his resume, and I was happy that he got the win. Six straight wins with guys like Mirsad Bektik yep. and Edson Barboza yep. under your. Oh, and under for everyone belt. thinking that you know this, this, he shouldn't have won this, and he's not on a six-fight win streak. Go rewatch the fight. He re-watch did win the this fight. fight. He won this fight. <laughs> he won this fight. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler: alert, He won this yeah. fight. Yeah. Round two. Um, Dan Ige. <laughs> but yeah, that's six straight wins for him. One uh, forty-fiver. Who I don't know who could be next for him. Like, let's the only see problem what, is his last two are split, so you can't move him up too much. But yeah. you got to give him a good fight. So it's uh, one forty-five. He's number fifteen. I wouldn't mind him against Sadiq Yusuf. That's not bad. Yeah, geez, where's Yusuf at? Fourteen. No, I mean, where the fuck is he? Oh, at? oh yeah, yeah. In terms of fighting, uh, what was his last one? Gabriel Benitez. Um, Sadiq. Yusuf. Who the fuck did he fight last? No, he, wasn't it Feely? No, I feel like he had a fight after that. <laughs> oh, he did. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't fought since. Yeah. It's been over well, a year. No, no, dude, he fought in January. UFC 246. 
<laughs> oh, it was like four months ago. So yeah, I wouldn't mind that fight. Like, because you can't really give too much credit in this Barboza fight just strictly due to the fact that yeah, it's a good name, Barboza, but that's his debut in the division too, yeah, right? And it's a close so you can't really, fight. It was a close fight. You can't really launch Danny Gay up there. Like Jose Aldo is number eleven, so you don't want to like go out there and be like, okay, Danny Gay versus Shane Burgos now or some shit. I wouldn't mind him against Yusuf. I wouldn't mind him against Arnold Allen either. Just slowly start working your way up the rankings. It's crazy that Aldo's number 11, though, I was about right? to say, why the fuck is Aldo in the featherweight yeah, yeah, rankings? Yeah, yeah. Get him out of there. That's weird. But yeah, he you got to give him a step up now. I think Sodik is a good step up. Uh, Barbosa is, again, skillful. No, he's man, really good. Okay, no, but he just doesn't have a, 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 no, a, a state in the, in the featherweight division. If you're 15, though, and you're on a six-fight winning streak, you, you get at least top 10. Like, he should skip those 11 to 4 to 15 guys. Who, Josh Emmett? Actually, I wouldn't I'd mind like an Emmett fight. I would not mind the Danny Emmett fight. Danny versus Emmett. Like, I'm okay, okay with that. Dude, six-fight win streak. I need to climb these fucking rankings now. I'm not fighting 13 or 14. But, like, but, that's how I look but at you, it. But what's Yusuf at now? Because he has a little bit of a win streak as well, too. Not not, the, not, not. But Yusuf's also not that active. Danny Gay's got a six. Danny Gay, I believe, is tied for the, the second longest win streak in the UFC right now. Like, come on, oh, man. Wow. You got to get. Look at this. Six you straight know, wins wow. for him, too. But he's not active. Four of them in the UFC. Yeah, well. Well, he but, fought three. He fought three times in 2018. Two like times in 2019. No Jeez, Tony, you're <laughs> fucking like, shopping this shit. It's right only now. been like four months since he fought. And I'm like, yo, be more active. He doesn't like, fight enough. <laughs> he fought in March last year, August of last year, then January yeah, of this year. He's actually pretty active. Come on, Tony. It's a good schedule. It's fine. All right, whatever. Fine. Jesus, I give him some love. Both these guys should get like top ranked guys, though. Don't fight each other. But these they're, are they're the three solid up. names too. Shaman Marais, Gabriel Benitez, Andre Fili. I wouldn't That's, mind them fighting themselves. No, I wouldn't no, mind no, no, Yusuf versus Ige. You, no. you don't want to uh, chop off two streaks, prospects. Streaks are too long. Keep and when you have going. a streak like that, you, you, you got to fight up in the rankings. Like you got to get a top 10 guy. Give him, give give someone Jeremy Stevens or something like yeah. that. You know, something like. I'm cool with that. Shane Burgos hasn't fought since his Cub win. I don't know what he's doing. Is he just trying to. There's a guy who's been inactive. Like, come on, do something, bro. <laughs> you know what? Let's sit on let, your let's, big wins. Let's uh, let's crash that real quick. Let's see what Burgos has actually been up to. <laughs> you know what? In terms of styles, though, Yusuf versus Burgos would be a fucking banger. Yeah, that'd be a fun. That'd be a fight. fun fight. I feel like he also did have something scheduled before no. this COVID. Show. Oh, oh yeah, he. I always forget the Amir Khani win. <laughs> I keep thinking his last fight is Cub. I never remember that he fought him. Give him his credit, dude. That's two fights in 2019. Yeah. As long as they're fighting at least twice a year, I'm not going to say they're no, inactive. No, man. At okay, least. Fine. Minimum. Minimum fine. two times a year. I, I feel like if you're not a champion three times a year and if you're a champion yeah. two times a year. I agree. Uh, so big win for Ige. He should definitely get a step up in competition. I'm happy with Barboza at featherweight. I wouldn't mind to see him continuously go there again. No, like I almost forgot that yeah. he was debuting at a new weight class. Like you just... It was Barboza. He, he looked, looked exactly really like Edson Barboza. Yeah. So uh, go ahead. Try the featherweight uh, experiment a little bit longer. Sure, I'm whatever. completely okay with that. To make to spice things up in your life is that's what you need. Because we <laughs> we've seen your 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 peak. Yeah. We we know what you're capable of at lightweight. Who knows if he has a little bit more of a resurgence here at featherweight? Maybe this was the first one to no really get it in. Down, yeah. There's, yeah. There's no Khabib. Uh, there's a Volkanovski, though, so we'll see about that. Um, mm. Claudia Godella versus Angela Hill. Another one uh, we covered on Deciding Split, so make sure you guys go check that shit out. We have to assume, like, we had Hill winning that fight, but um, Claudia Godella gets the victory here. How does she Claudia, move forward? But here's the thing with Claudia, right? It's just all sideways for her. Mm. Every It's a sideways step because you're, you're beating someone not ranked by split decision. Most people thought you lost. 
she's not going to get a fight up in the rankings or anything. They're going to try and feed a young up-and-comer to her. I Give me all of this. Either I think they're actually supposed to schedule a fight already. Uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Claudia Godella. I'm completely okay go. with that. Do or it. even uh, Yan Jiaonan against Claudia Godella. I'm completely okay Asparza with that too. Her and seem to be down for a rematch. I don't know why Claudia would want that rematch. Makes no sense. Yeah, they're talking shit, so maybe they do that. But yeah, sideways step for Claudia. Same thing over and over. Um, she has no cardio. This division is all the top five, though. Like Zhang, Andraj, yeah, Rose, of, Tatiana, Yuana. Yeah, outside, outside of that, it's a big dip. Like it's you have bad. Rodriguez and Yan that are slowly kind of trying to come up and and make a statement for themselves. But everybody else, like Amanda Hibas, is another one that's slowly making a, a name for herself too. But still got a, a little it, bit to go. But yeah, I think this, this fight it looked exactly like how you expected it to go. For, for the most part, they should so. just take Nina off though, because she's not going to fight for a little bit because yeah, she has, no. um, uh, she's pregnant. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, just Claudio's sideways step. If anything, she her, her stock got hurt in this fight. I actually think Hill came out looking better because Hill. It feels like Hill should just be plugged right into the top top six, top seven right now, and she's not even. Why ranked is Felice Herrig still there? Like, and how is Angela Hill not ranked if Felice yeah. Herrig is in there? That's yeah. insane. What is what has Felice been up to? How the fuck is Angela Hill not ranked? That's I insane. I, I'm surprised that Herrig is ranked. Two straight losses to Carolina. Oh, okay. So Angela Michelle. Hill is is on like just fighting every two months and winning. And Felice Herrig hasn't won a fight since a split decision three, two and a half years ago. And she's ranked, but Angela Hill is Doesn't not. Doesn't make sense. It's a, That's ridiculous. They should take her out of them. Yeah. I, I like uh, Claudia against either Rodriguez or Xianan. Uh, I, and for Hill, I wouldn't mind her if she wants. Uh, actually, yeah, why not just do her against uh, Amanda Hibas? I wouldn't mind that either, just to finally hopefully crack into it. Or even uh, Alexa Grasso versus Angela Hill. I wouldn't mind that either. Why not? That's a solid fight. I, I just hope Hill does get a fight up in the rankings. She deserves yeah. it. She should be coming off the win. I think she should be on a four, yeah. potentially six fight win streak, depending on that Zan fight, how people scored it. Yeah. And she just beat number six. So I do feel a little bad for her, because especially with beat. how active. <laughs> i'm sorry had to do it had to do it <laughs> i do feel bad for her though because she's been so active and putting in that work you you feel like she should be rewarded at this point so yeah i do hope they give her a good fight moving up because she should have won that main event time alice roverian versus walter yeah. Harris. before we get into the fight though man it was a little bit of overkill with that fucking it, it was 100% overkill. like and we're we not trying to happen like, we knew it was gonna happen we're not trying to be insensitive or anything like that but i did tweet something no. out after that and a lot of people are saying the same shit they're like how are you going to continuously keep like okay have enough one video package of it cool now leave it okay what people don't understand is when you do that you desensitize people to it do you think how many people are now sitting there when anya's package comes up like her her video package and they're just rolling their eyes. Is that the reaction you want people to have when they're talking about this girl who got killed in a tragic murder? Like, no, you don't want the reaction. But when you fucking stuff it down everyone's face all the time, we don't. We you're have gonna to get that. Like, okay, enough is enough. We get it. Like, do we have to have this beaten over our head? And on top of that, it wasn't. How relevant was it to Walt Harris's career here of like fighting? Do you know what I mean? Like, did it have to? I yeah, it's his comeback. I get it, but. Man, make it more about the fight, maybe. And touch on the Anya thing. But this whole thing was all about Anya. And, like, the fight was just kind of secondary. It was just... 
one thing it we have to do much. one thing we also have to take they into consideration shine, we also have to take into consideration that we pretty much watched all 11 or 12 of these fights whereas some people might just be viewing yeah, in for the main card too but if you're a hardcore man that's getting beaten over your yeah. head it's constantly walters talking maybe about just horrible, just horrible movie. maybe just mention it at the beginning of the prelims and then the beginning of the main card and then it, you can include a little bit of it in the video package right before the main event completely okay with that but this was like after yeah. like and almost then, after every single fight what happens with you you start to kind of lose your sympathy and empathy because you're just getting annoyed with it now like the reaction you're trying to get from people is you're you're having the opposite effect you can't beat it over the head they're, like they're, it's just too much yeah it, it was a little bit too, much. too and, much and you gotta feel for wall too in a sense that uh he's seeing all this stuff backstage like they have they have uh tvs and all that stuff and people are watching the fight so obviously they're gonna see this type of coverage so you gotta think that's gotta fuck with them regardless but getting to the actual fight itself like you can see skill for skill that alistair Overeem blows this guy out of the water and it's so sad that the betting odds don't really reflect that Look, it's all in alistair's chin that's all I it think is we both felt it um even the people i'm hearing making bet picks they were all kind of like Overeem as an underdog to wall terrace I mean, it's sad, the Holania thing, but let's be real, skill for skill, these odds are ridiculous. And we felt the same way. I had Overeem. He he, he was definitely the more skilled fighter. Yeah. And like you said, the only the only way he's going to lose is if Walt Harris is, uses, uses his uh, athleticism and blitzes him and knocks him out standing. Because it's Overeem's chin versus his athleticism, which almost did happen. But if that wouldn't work, we knew every other aspect of this fight is totally in Overeem's favor. And, that, and it showed. Because he couldn't finish him. And as soon as he couldn't finish him, you could see um, he then got rocked on the feet. He was he was a fish out of water on the ground. It was just not a good look after that. Recency bias is heavy here because his last two fights lasted a total of a minute and two yeah, seconds. Who was he beating? I know, I know. But, but when you see these highlight minute. videos, when you see these highlight videos of him just starching these guys, the money is going to come in on the guy that looks like he's yeah. a world beater. Compared to the guy who's just coming off a, a devastating-ish knockout to loss. Rosen strike With versus, four seconds left. Versus... Knocking yeah. out Alexio Lennox, Sergei Spivak. Spivak, who the fuck that? Yeah. I don't know who that is, dude. And then Olyanik. <laughs> Olyanik is yeah. terrible on the feet. Like, I man, I am impressed with the fact that Overeem was able to come back from that. Though he did get dropped, we he did get hurt very. Overeem first never time recovers. Ever, first time we've ever seen it. Overeem doesn't recover. He's not the guy to get dropped and rocked and then like pull guard and recover and then come back. He's the guy who, as soon as he gets wobbled, you're like, okay, it's here over. comes the end. Here comes the end. There it is. He's gone to sleep. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Overeem doesn't recover. No. Overeem somehow fucking recovered here, and there's a couple of times I thought he was he was out. Yeah, so I was close. I was definitely impressed with that. But then after that, um, it felt like he did what he should have done from the beginning, which was not entertain the stand up and just take this guy to the ground. It's 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 hard both ways because if the ref did step in, the ref did have a good uh, justification in terms of stepping yeah. in. We could have just been like, yeah, Overeem is completely but, shot. But now Overeem survives that, comes back and beats the piss out of there, there was one And point, everybody's like, it's so easy for Overeem. Is it though? Because he really had to like go through a lot of shit yeah. to get this victory. Yeah, but that's also the problem with Overeem in general, where yeah. it's like, why do you always get clipped all the time? Yeah. Like, Even the Olenek fight, when he fought Olenek, Olenek was like going off on him. He didn't really drop him, but he was allowing him to tee off on him. Does not look good. One of those gets through, you're going to get dropped. This is my problem. He has this weird sense of he has no urgency in getting his face out of the way, yeah. even though he gets put out all the time. Like if you're Tony Ferguson, I get why you don't care about getting your face out of the way because you don't go out. Yeah. But when you go out so easily, why the fuck are you so lackluster about leaving your face out there? Overeem still has that problem. To me, this didn't it didn't 
it really didn't elevate anybody. Walt Harris didn't look a ama- uh, good coming out of this yeah. from a skill wise, but you know, good for him. He took the fight. He got a payday. Um, it was a big emotional toll on him. So fair enough. Like no one's going to hold it against him. He'll get another fight. He can climb the rankings again. Overeem didn't look 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 like he's he's in line for a title shot or anything. He didn't no. look better. Like he it was just a sideways move. He can just he can continuously move sideways, and he's yeah. still going to be able to headline cards. People and still want to go watch these, him fight. Guys, yeah. uh, he's still making it known that he's kind of deserving of the eight hundred thousand that they continue to give him, just because his name value. Like he you seems don't to draw in Europe. I think you don't want him good. to go to Bellator. That's the main no, thing. You got to no. think about these fighters that yeah. even if they're getting overpaid, but would they rather have them in the UFC and just continuously move sideways or let them go and give a little bit more pos- draw publicity, money, right? Though, so I think they're okay with him. There's that too. Um, you got to also remember that they were initially booked to fight when Overeem fought Rosenstrike. And then uh, Harris yeah, had to pose. Yeah. So this was a fight that was already booked before. So they were training for each other uh, prior, obviously, before this whole Walt Harris shit happened. Um, I, I, unfortunately, with Harris, though, like you don't want to He's not going to get better. That's, I was going to say the same he's thing. He's just like, athletic. Coming out of this fight especially, you don't want that to be the story. But what I saw was... This is your longest layoff. This was your 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 run. This was your time to get good. This your thirty six, thirty seven. Well, it you wasn't got that, that athleticism. Actually, yeah. You're this is your time, and to come out and largely show no improvements. I mean, you 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 almost did what I'll give him. I'll give him the slight benefit of the doubt because we gotta remember that his uh, the Anaya Blanchard stuff happened yeah. end of October. But here's the thing: that's right? roughly when he started stop training. Even before the Anaya stuff, he looked like this. So it's not yeah. like there's a there's no sig- the, any sort of improvement. Like it's we knew you're athletic, like you said, and you can blitz guys with your fast hands. But from a skill standpoint, we were always worried about your skill, especially on the ground. And it doesn't look like anything got much no, better. No. Like even when the fight ended, it, he could have tried to move or so he wasn't trying to get out. Like I, he I he like shows he, he shows he has the tools, especially like in that Arlovsky fight. There wasn't as much output, or there was definitely no groundwork either, which is why he still ended up going on to win that fight. I think if Arlovsky took that took that to the ground, he, he probably, probably would have had some success there, right? But that entire Arlovsky fight, I'm not sure how much of you you remember of it, but I've just seen it recently. It was a lot of Walt just walking him down and fainting a lot and making Arlovsky scared just off the feints, and then every now and then he would throw a strike here and there just to win. The judges, but he was the one moving forward. He wasn't working that hard, so his cardio was okay for 15 minutes. But it was mainly just walking forward, yeah. fainting, trying to hit well, Arlowski more than Arlowski was hitting him. You see, this fight, he didn't. He okay. He he really tried to get that over him finish, but he didn't go crazy for like two minutes, and he still gassed that bad. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, okay, you're you're clearly a fish out of water on the ground against any top tier heavyweight. Yeah, your striking is your best asset, but even that might not. It probably doesn't like technically it doesn't hold a candle to the top guys, and your your cardio is not that great. So no. I don't there's I, I don't see how he can beat any top five heavyweight really realistically. So he's got to get think he has really better to make any sort of a run at this point. The top guy that he'd be able to have a chance against is Derek Lewis because of skills. Yeah, but imagine Derek Lewis grabs him and throws him to the ground. It's over fast. That's so true. And Derek Lewis would probably take him down. I'd be interested to see what happens if they fought, uh, if he fought Rosenstrike, because that would mainly stay on the feet. But obviously, Rosenstrike would probably just, get the better of him. But at least that leaves an opening for Walt Harris to potentially get a knockout. You want it to be like, you want to say positive things, but at the same time, when you're looking at him, like skill wise, cardio wise, age wise, it's all it's athleticism. It's, just, it's all it's size. All, it's all, it's all knockout power on certain guys. Like, who has he actually knocked out? Alinek, 
um, Spivak, who are the other guys that he's finished? He had that decision victory over Andre Orlovsky. He had a TKO finish over Daniel Spitz, who isn't the greatest either. Mark um, Godbeer. DQ Ill- illegal kick. Um, I remember he illegal kicked him, him super easily on yeah. the ground. He like, took that fight the morning of, so I'll give him a little bit of slack. Remember but they quickly even, changed but even that still, fight. Still, like, do you remember? Yeah, Doom cool, got his easy. back, transitioned to an easy armbar, and he tapped immediately. Like, it was, yeah. there was there was no resistance there. Cyril Asker, Cyril Asker is the, my favorite guy to fade. Like, always betting against a guy. Chase Sherman beats him there. Shamil Abdurahimov in a split. I don't really remember that fight. I remember that I, fight. Like, he just didn't do much. Interesting. But Shamil Abdurahimov is a really good uh, uh, wrestler too. Right, so I'm surprised yeah. he wasn't able to get him out there. Cody East, garbage. Soa Palele. Uh, I'm pretty certain he got on top of Walt and pounded him out. Yeah, that's and then before that. Uh, Nikita Krylov lost that fight in 25 seconds. Do you remember that one? He literally yeah. just put off a... I think it was a question mark kick, I remember because Krylov was coming yeah. off that terrible loss to Pelele and everyone <laughs> thought he was shit, and then yeah. he just wins that fight quick. Uh, and then Jared Rochalt. Yeah, so you look at the... This is the, we're, we're approaching six and a half years since his yeah. first UFC fight. I mean, if that's where your skills are at this point, it's not looking good. You're 37 years old. Yeah. You're, you're get, I know heavyweight, you can last a little longer, but at this point in your career, your skills got to be higher up for the UFC. That's just, it's just I agree. standard, right? That's just where it is. They're just lucky that with uh, heavyweights, you can get away with having a less yeah. of a skill set just because you can rely on your knockout power. Exactly, exactly. So so there's nothing really to look forward to in concrete right now. Coming out of this card. Not the only, uh, in terms of the next card as well, though, uh, we have uh, the most heavily rumored one is uh, Gilbert Burns and Tyron Woodley, May 30th. Let this be the last time I have to talk about Tyron Woodley. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm completely okay with that too. Done um, with this shit. He's like 37 or 38, right? Yeah. So, and all he wants is title fights because he's the best welterweight in the world, yep. according to him. For, for like, me, it's really frustrating. Like he seeing showed the love in out his Usman yeah. fight how good he is. For me, it's really uh, frustrating when I'm seeing all the love that's out there for Woodley and making him seem like, yeah, the Usman fight is just an anomaly. He's not really looking like that. No, Usman made him look like that because Usman's that fucking good. It's not an anomaly, though. He looks like that all the time. In the fucking Wonder Boy fights, he puts his foot against the back cage and just dares you to come in and does nothing. He did it against Rory. What's your excuse all this time? Burns definitely has the advantage to win here, and he's the dog. Plus 130 Hey, man, I'm big on Burns now. Um, His striking I, is, continues to I was not better. too sold on him being like this ultimate level grappler. and uh, But I will say the fact that Maya got on top, mounted him, and he still like defended properly and got right back up. I was like, holy fuck, he's better than I thought on the ground. That's for sure. I, I was telling you like leading up to that. Yeah. Fight, like watch out for this guy. Like his jujitsu is good. However, I do contend... Um, um, that I wasn't wrong in that assessment because he didn't he didn't go at Maya. He just defended well and got yeah. back up. He never tried to But he knew the engage. advantage was on the feet. Yeah, so why make enough, it? Fair. Why not? Why make it harder by going to the ground? Yeah, no, that yeah. that's fair. But yeah. my whole point was like it, he's not Maya level grappling in terms of like he's not going to go do what Maya does to people. Like that's what I meant. This is a good fight to find out though, because if uh, like. I think it's, it's going to be, be more tough. of a stand-up. I don't think there's going to be too much grappling. I, I think uh, Woodley's going to have to rely on his grappling to tr- try to eke out some rounds here. Because uh, outside of a finish, outside of a finish... Because activity-wise, he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> exactly. Burns is going to be throwing more. He's going to be landing more. As long as Burns doesn't get knocked out, this is a good fight for Burns to go out there and win and get a signature win here, too. Especially at a division that he initially wasn't like... He was a lightweight. He was a lightweight. Now yeah. he's fighting at welterweight and getting all these big wins. And you have really big wins. And he's looking good. 
I'm Gunnar Nelson, Damian Maya, good wins. Praying for fucking Gilbert. I'm just yeah. so done with Tyron. 37 38 only wants title fights. If he loses this, he he knows he can't get a title fight for two years. I hope that means in his head I should just go away now. Because <laughs> what the fuck? What We're am I 12 doing? days away. We're 12 days away from 8 30. There's no card. There's nothing officially announced. There's only like four fights that are like scheduled. Uh, not not even scheduled. They're rumored. Um, <laughs> look at That's this. Funny. Uh, Woodley Burns, Sakai Ivanov, Mackenzie Dern versus Hannah Cyphers, and Clinton Abreu you know versus Jamal Hill. If this was like not COVID times, if if it was just like four rumored fights for a card and it was like In five weeks days. out, yeah. you'd be like, yo, what yeah. the fuck's going on? They need to get <laughs> yeah, some fights out. Dude. Remember and UFC 230? Yeah. Where they're like struggling to fill that. And it was they like finally five did. weeks out. Yeah, it's like a month and you're like, where's the card? And now it's like 12 <laughs> days out. We're like, what the fuck yeah, is this, yeah. dude? Everybody's Don't get people this need together. to know if they should be training? <laughs> well, they're scheduling the UFC 250 fights. And even when they were uh, promoting it on the card, it just kept saying date TBD. Uh, venue TBD location DVD. Well, like this shit's like two or three weeks away. What the fuck? So we've always known that you UFC think it's gonna happen May 30th. To, I think there's gonna be a fight May yeah. 30th. Uh, I think they're trying to track down where it's either gonna be Vegas or Arizona. I think those are the two spots that they're it looking. It seems at. like they know more than they're letting on, but they yeah. just want to confirm a location. But it would be nice if they fucking confirm the matchups at least, right? But maybe the fighters at least know they they have to. They can't fucking do two week camps or ten day camps. Like, uh, June sixth is three weeks away. That's when they like even before this COVID shit happens. They said June sixth was going to be UFC two fifty. So I'm not sure why they didn't actually like put that on the broadcast too. That this is for sure going to happen on June sixth, unless there's something happening behind the scenes that we don't know about. Maybe just a venue as well. Decent card. Vegas opens yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Decent card, uh, Nunes, Spencer, uh, Formiga, Perez, Clark, Menafield, Mearshart, Heinish, and Bird, Patolo. Not a pay-per-view card worthy. So they should definitely, hopefully, have other big fights lined up and scheduled for this. Because I, you could get away with two of those on the main card. Obviously, the championship out because this is a championship fight. But Formiga and Perez, I'd be okay with that with being like, like the opener. curtain jerker yeah, an for the prelim or for the, the, the main card. Okay. I would not mind that. Mearshart versus Heinish would be fun, but that's like a, a prelim fight. Let's be honest. Yep. Uh, they're they're just not that well known, uh, and then yeah, there's, there's another one supposed to be for June 13th. These ones you can't really look at because this was supposed to be the one in Kazakhstan. We don't know if that's obviously going to happen yet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one they had was UFC 251, which is their July card. Uh, they had one rumored fight for it. What was it? Uh, Abdurahim versus Gun. So we don't even know if that's going to happen yet either. The, see, oh, uh, here's another thing actually, June. Uh, is when Fight Island is scheduled to open. It was like rumored to have scheduled open. Oh, interesting. I thought it would That's be every July. time the Dana has talked about Fight Island, he said June. Interesting. So we're really close to that. We don't know 100% if it's going to happen for sure or not, but that's where all the international fighters would be fighting. Yep. And uh, US fighters can be fighting international fighters on that card too. Yeah, they can go to the island. So, you know, I could definitely see the Russian fighters, a lot of them it's coming over there and fighting. It's going to be now over the next week to see. They got to announce this soon. I'm sure, but like before the next time we sit down here next week, we will have some news regarding I at least the so, May 23rd yeah. card. Yeah. Right. Uh, how were you? How did you like this three fight stretch? Oh, I loved it, man. Right. Give it. Give give me all the fights. I'm I'm happy to get fights at any time. I, I I'll never sli- argue about. Personally, I was slightly demoral- demoralized after 249 and the Wednesday cards, like betting wise, just none of nothing pretty much hitting for me. Uh, and then obviously it was a much better having the Saturday card yeah, go we very both well did for me. Well on that. My DraftKings thing was weird though, where yeah. I thought I would win like, you know, like a few hundred, maybe even a grand. And then I'm like, what? I won like I saw I saw bucks. a couple of lineups. People had like Overeem, Beza, uh Casey, 
they had like four of the finishes at least. Yeah, because right? the ones I they won, but they were like winning split decisions, yeah. and even like I don't I, I have to look at the scoring for DraftKings, but I believe the fact that over even though he won if he got a finish, the fact that he got dropped and hurt in the first round hurts his scoring, doesn't it? I'm not 100 percent sure about that because uh, that gives more points to Harris. But okay, it doesn't sure detract if, from over. I just think it subtracts. I got you. I don't think it okay. subtracts anything. See, I don't even know. I just kind of picked the line. Yeah. Like, all right, let's see what I got. It's but, so tough for me to to do the DraftKings stuff. Like, I don't even bother. Like, I'm, people are, people are putting in hundreds of lineups, hundreds. That's a little ridiculous. Like, they just keep saying, "Okay, I'm going to make sure I have at least thirty percent Matt Brown. I'm going to have sixty percent Matt Capitola." Like, they're just picking against the guys that they're picking in other lineups too to try to get the perfect. Uh, perfect one. I, I don't have the time this was to sit there and fucking be like, I'm going to do these many lineups and make sure I have this percentage of this guy, this percent. And then nah, you got to nah, work nah, with nah, the salary nah, cap. Nah. Fuck that shit. So Just give me this, the odds. This was literally the second time I've ever done DraftKings and both times I've, I've won a little bit. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, why do I keep forgetting about this? Yeah. Like, it's not hard to just log in pick six fighters and select it. And then that's yeah. it. Done with it. I'm still going to stick with, I like my traditional betting, but yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? If, if I'm gonna win by doing nothing, just selecting six names, I'll do this. Just give it a fucking try. Yeah, why well, not? not? They're easy. They're like three bucks to yeah. enter a tournament that could win you like two grand. Yeah, whatever. Fuck man. Uh, yeah, I probably won't ever take DraftKings seriously. I just like my straight betting. Just yeah, give me I like my, it too. Give me my odds. Give me my lines. I'm good with that. Um, anything else you want to really touch on? Nope. I think we t- did think a good job of all. doing the Wednesday and Saturday card. Yeah. Hopefully, we get something May twenty May, or sorry May thirtieth. And then every week from then on, please. It, it would have been nice if they did the 23rd as well too, right? Uh, 23rd, 30th, yeah, 6th, fucking just keep it going. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm down. Just ready. Keep, just keep sending ready. me the fights. I don't need any weeks off. We don't need The last fight we had before 249 was May 4th or March 14th. That was the last card. That was Lee Oliveira, Enough which breaks. seems like years ago. May 30th <laughs> onwards, don't just right till 2021. Don't, don't hit me with a weekend off. We're close. I think we did the math. It was like close to at least one fight uh, uh, per week so maybe like two weeks they'd have to take off Mm -hmm. yeah all right well make sure you guys check out the deciding splits episodes those were fun to do uh and then obviously subscribe like do all that shit comment uh and we will see you guys next week we're going to do a podcast next week because there will definitely be news that comes during this week yeah yeah uh so we'll do that so make sure you guys check that shit out and uh yeah rate rate and review on itunes as well too because that's something somebody told me to start doing recently because that helps apparently whatever fucking yeah i've heard that a lot other podcasts let me vocally cue you guys to do that because that helps apparently so make sure you guys do all that shit and uh we'll see you guys next week